Whatever. Now you can stop. stop. Pause. Pause. In my name <laughs> Pause it. of love. Before you break <laughs> So many songs. another episode of metal rock and whiskey i'm sailor it's hot as hell and i don't like it what the hell is a typical episode <laughs> do we have any typical episodes? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. For, okay, so I don't know what you're talking those, about. For those of you that uh, that have listened to the show, you get the joke. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, tonight's not going to be a typical album. Normally, we would listen. We would listen. We would battle two albums <laughs> from one artist against each other, <laughs> and only one of those albums would reign supreme. Not tonight. <laughs> That's right, Jake. It's the week of 4th of July, so we are taking a little vacation from our normal, normal routine. Tonight, sanity. we will discuss some favorite 4th of July songs and some of the misunderstood popular patriotic songs. And guys, of course, we always have a whiskey segment on this show, and tonight that will be up to Jake. But before we get into that, what's everyone drinking tonight? Well, since um, I got it here in my hand, I'll start out by saying I am drinking a very good pour in honor of our nation's birthday. Um, This one is Old Rip Van Winkle 10-Year Weeded Bourbon. And I really like it. It's, um, as many of you know, I've said on the show before, Weller Antique 107 is one of my top favorite bourbons and this is basically three years older three year just a three-year-older uh roller antique which is very nice that's a high high proof too right that's (laughs) yeah it's 107 still 107 107, same as uh antique (laughs) and did you see hold on did you see uh since we're completely not talking about it um did you see the uh they're coming out with a barrel strength larceny I'm not kidding. Seriously, I saw, I saw a post for it. Oh, uh, dude, I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah I think as long it hit as the they t- don't want to sell I, it for like 150 dollars or something. I, I think it hit the TTV recently. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought Did they have a price on it. No, it'd probably be like 60 bucks. Probably. Yeah, I can't imagine. 60 dollars for yeah. real strength yeah. larceny. I, I would. That's imagine. what I paid for this. This, uh, you know, yeah. Rip Van Winkle. What's Elijah Craig barrel proof? 60 bucks, right? 
roughly 58 59 Depending. bucks i've seen yeah, it higher but yeah so like i would imagine that that's right where they would put that one because it's yeah. basically i mean larson and elijah craig are both about the same price so yep mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. but i saw about the rest of y'all what about you matt well i am actually drinking my first florida purchase we just moved down here from new jersey so congratulations um, I, I have to say thank you thank you ed um, I will say that before doing this show, I was not much into anything Evan Williams, but from your guys' recommendations, I've you know dabbled in the Black Label, dabbled in the Ball and the Bond, mm-hmm. and stumbled upon the 1783 uh, small batch, uh, which is very priced very well. It was about fourteen dollars on the shelf, and yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, love that I mean you can't fucking you can't fucking you can't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm giggling, but you can't fucking beat it. You really can't. Right. I mean, anything from them you can't beat. So I mean, We're very Evan, bucks, Evan Williams all, kills it. They're all very yeah, consistent. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I, I, yeah. I hope that. I mean, sometimes I really think maybe we shouldn't talk about because <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to find out and everyone to jack get the prices jacked up. But it's like, yeah, really. oh, for the price, even fuck for the price. We've talked about this. Forget. Let's not even talk about the price. That's solid juice. But solid yeah, exactly. Juice. Well, solid and that's, consistent. But that's their, yeah. It's their bottom shelf, so it's not mm-hmm. like. I mean, it's the one thing that Heaven Hill has the most of is, you know, four year Evan Williams. Yeah. So, you know, that four to six year range for the 1783 the black label the white label bottle and bond i mean it's not like i can't imagine i mean i can i could see that they might raise the price gradually you know as prices go up but i don't see them like pretending it's allocated like other companies do with everything no but but it's not it's not bottom shelf stuff it is it's very consistent it's very delicious and i would recommend it to anybody i mean they did it you know great job and we all it's, know it, that I'm personal friends with former master distiller Charlie Downs. Of course. We're Facebook <laughs> friends. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a birthday <laughs> message. I mean, come on. <laughs> if that's not besties, I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, it, really. How about you, Jake? You well, speaking I'm, something I'm, different I'm drinking, than what you're I'm, hearing no, is? I'm, I'm drinking my whiskey segment because okay. my whiskey segment is actually going to involve two whiskeys. So I am Aren't going you fancy? back and forth between the two. Yeah. No, actually, this is not one of those fancy times. And Matt, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's not a Four Roses pick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I guess it's just me then. Yeah, oh, what you sailor? I'm drinking. I'm drinking some. Woodford Reserve Distiller Select Rye Whiskey. How was that? It is actually really good. I <laughs> was going to crack up my uh, double oak, and I decided not to. I decided to open this pup that I've been holding on to for a while. I don't know why. Um, I happen to be one of those people that likes Woodford. Uh, I know that it's really... In the bourbon community, it's very... You either love it or hate it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I love the double oak, and I really love the rye. It's so phenomenal. What I like about it <clears throat> is that since I do like Woodford, 
I like that flavor profile. The rye is so great. It's not a super high rye, so the spice doesn't overtake the nuances of the mm-hmm. of the barrel that you can taste um, and the sweetness of it. But it does kind of chill that sweetness out a little bit. You know, you get a little bit of pepper in there. You get that spice. It dries it out just a little bit. So it takes away... Some, I mean, some people feel like Woodford is a little too sweet, a little, you know, over honey and maple and all of that, a little too woodsy. I don't. I happen to like it. But um, I got to say, I'm pretty in love with the with this specific rye. So that's and what I'm drinking. decent price, too, I'm sure. Priced very well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah, paid what's that? 38 bucks for it. Great yeah. price. I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah, not, not bad. Yeah. Yeah, 38 40 bucks. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's phenomenal for for the price. It's and it's uh 90 90.4 proof. So I like my um I like my high proof whiskeys, but it's not too hot because if they would have made it too hot, then you're going to again, you're going to lose the nuances of what makes Woodford Woodford. Yep. So I I need to be able to taste that through it, but um I might I might actually say that I prefer the rye, this specific rye, to the regular Woodford. And that's one of my one of my other house bourbons, my mm-hmm. go-tos, like my, you know, those shelf stuff. So um, this might replace that, actually. This has mm, got a lot more flavor to it and takes just pulls back on that sweetness just a little bit. And I think I like the viscosity better <laughs> on this one as well. Nice to have some solid, some more solid rye options in that like thirty to fifty dollar range. Yeah, yeah, and also, you know, I feel like we were on a trajectory with rye, like what happened with hoppy beer. Like every freaking beer these days is over hopped, in my opinion. Oh my god! Anything that's cra- it's like. It. If it's if, like, come on, you can't make a lager taste like an IPA. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's just please make it taste like a lager. Let oh. an IPA taste like yeah. an IPA. I mean, it's an IPA. It's an IPA world, and we just live in it. That's basically yeah, what it and is it's, now. It's gone know? overboard. Oh, but my beer has seventeen different hops. Exactly. In it. Like it's yeah. gone overboard, uh, and yeah. I feel like we were getting there with rye. Like, oh, it's a high rye. It's high, and it was like, you know, am I drinking pepper or I'm good? Can I taste the whiskey, please? You know. It, it was a little too. I think we were a little too much. So I like that they kept this um, delicate, and I like that they kept the flavors to be on par with each other. So um, yeah, I'm super happy about this because I do really like my rise. Likewise, awesome. I do indeed. Mm-hmm. So, Jacob, do you have a whiskey pairing so, oh, for us tonight that you'd like to talk about? My turn. It is your <clears throat> turn. Well, I'm going to read a couple of things for you, and please do. You might just be able to to guess what I'm drinking tonight. <clears throat> the bald eagle was chosen on June 20th, 1782, as the emblem of the United States of America because of its long life, great strength, and majestic looks, and also because it was then believed to exist only on this continent. Two years later, the United States Congress made it our national bird. <clears throat> now wait. Before you uh before you go guessing, hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm also gonna read this. 
The story about Benjamin Franklin wanting the national bird to be a turkey is just a myth. This false story began as a result of a letter Franklin wrote to his daughter criticizing the original eagle design for the great seal, saying that it looked more like a turkey. In the letter, Franklin wrote that the bald eagle is a bird of bad moral character. He does not get his living honestly. He is too lazy to fish for himself. About the turkey, Franklin wrote that in comparison to the bald eagle, the turkey is a much more respectable bird and with a true original native of America. <clears throat> he is besides, though, a little vain and silly, a bird of courage. So although Benjamin Franklin defended the honor of the turkey against the bald eagle, he did not propose its becoming one of the Ameri- one of America's most important symbols. <clears throat> hmm. I know what you're drinking. Hmm. I say a turkey tastes better at Thanksgiving, though. <laughs> I'm sure you can guess what the first. <laughs> I one say is. turkey tastes better than eagle, pretty much. Any day, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter what day. You're right. So you're drinking eagle rare and then a wild turkey expression of some sort, like maybe a 101. So I am drinking. Uh, you know, in being festive with uh, with this week and uh, all the festivities surrounding our our nation's independence and heritage um i am drinking a eagle rare store pick from of course it's a store good, pick i was just gonna good say friends that. here at tippins it's absolutely phenomenal <laughs> and i'm also drinking a 2004 austin nichols wild turkey oh. 101 eight year and it, oh, it is just absolutely i'll tell you what i love this eagle rare uh pick but this uh these these even just slightly older wild turkey 101s are just i mean this eight years just it's so full of flavor hey jake i'll be your best friend if you send me a sample (laughs) (laughs) i'll send you a sample hey jake i I am your best friend can you send me a sample hey i'm his best friend you shut up (laughs) got a whole bottle of it and you know what Like I said, in both of these bottles, I bought <clears throat> within the last year, and they each cost me less than $35. What the French? <laughs> yep. Need to you know what? I t- here's, your little, here's your little hunting tip, folks. When you go into podunk uh, liquor stores out in the country and wherever else, don't be afraid to glance around the bottom shelf. You might, if you see... A wild turkey mm-hmm. label that says Austin Nichols. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just buy it. I don't care. I do look for those, and I never get. I do everything <laughs> everybody says, and I afraid. never get lucky enough. Don't be afraid too to you know once that person asks you like why you're looking around their shelves and stuff because sometimes they'll ask you oh is there anything I can help you with uh, anything I can find or order for you I always say well there's nothing that you could order for me but. Mm. I I know it seems like you guys have been open for a while or whatever, and you know, kind of get a little bit of the story. And if that liquor store has been open for more than fifteen years, <clears throat> and it doesn't look like it's a very high traffic store, maybe just ask them. A lot of times they've got cases of, you know, the label changes, and instead of selling it back to the distributor, they they think it's you know nobody's going to buy this. The new label came out, and they'll just throw it in the back. So I've I've gotten some pretty decent old stuff that way before don't be afraid to talk to people Alrighty, good tip yeah i don't like talking to people 
should, you should be on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do I do for a living? <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> that was actually really adorable, Jake. I like I like your whiskey segment. Thank you. Welcome. So before we get into the topic of today, tonight, this week, whatever it is, I have to pee really bad. And if you guys make me laugh one more time, you know what's going to happen. So can we take a break, please? Sure. Let's do that. Oh, but ain't that America? You and me. Ain't that America? Something to see, baby. Ain't that America? Home of the free. And we're back. All right, guys. So since this week is the 4th of July, I thought it would be really fun for us to talk about our favorite summer songs and um, some of the songs that are very misunderstood that are that seem to be very patriotic and like go USA and whatever and aren't. Um, and we're not going to talk about whether we agree or disagree this is not a political discussion. We don't do that here on Metal Rock Whiskey. We're really just going to talk about how interesting it is that these songs um, have been misunderstood for so long. So we'll start off first with Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. This one is super, super misunderstood. Um, mm-hmm. It's seen as an anthem of the U.S. and saying it's great to be born in the USA and all that stuff. And really, it's a protest song. Um, it's a, really about a kid that's sent off to Vietnam against his will and comes mm-hmm. home very unwelcome to a country that seems as hostile as the country that he was fighting in. So um, I, I, I always wonder when I read these things... You know, what does Bruce Springsteen think? You know, <laughs> for so many years, the song is, what, 30 years old now or so? Maybe more? I think I read, I think I read, so. uh, yeah. I think I read that up until, I think since, like, what, 1990-something till present now, he, when he does it on his show, he does it as an acoustic. Yep. So that people hear the lyrics instead of just, like... So that it's not, you know, the anthem song that everybody thinks it is. And as we go through, without getting political, I think a perspective statement is that you might listen to these songs and think that they're very patriotic. If if your perspective of the writer of the song is agreeable. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking, what we're kind of focusing in on is that the masses kind of hear these and it's like, oh yeah, it's a party song. Born in the USA. All right. Good point. <laughs> it's that's, basically that's missing the message is yeah. the point. And to yeah. your point, Jake, yeah. I think that it's the masses hear the t- the title of the songs and they hear, they fall in love with the chorus and they don't really pay attention exactly. to the yep. verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the real message of they the song. They hear so. Born in the yeah. USA yeah. and then blah, yeah. blah 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 <laughs> yeah no it's true it's true it's a, it's a yeah. chorus yeah, loving exactly. nation that just hears the yeah the chorus yeah yeah for sure 
Or if they're like me, they just hear the most overrated rock and roll singer in the history of music. Oh, Ag- oh agree. Did, did I say that out loud? Oh, well, good do you want to know what's good thing funny? Is here. Um, I'm reading, well, I, I'm finished with it now. I read Cindy Lauper's autobiography, which is freaking phenomenal. Um, I love reading the autobiographies of some of these musicians because you for I don't know, sometimes I forget at least what period of time um, they were they were in when they started out and the interactions when they talk about interactions with other musicians um and other well-known people i find that really interesting and um she has some amazing stories about bruce springsteen she was really disillusioned (coughs) when she met him because i think she expected him to be she clearly heard this song as a protest song and expected him to be like that in person because she's definitely a rebel, you know, and goes against the grain and he wasn't. And she absolutely hates him for that. And I just, and, and of course in her own voice and her own words, it's absolutely hilarious. So yeah, I love that. All right, let's move on to the next song. So guys, what about fortunate song, um, fortunate song, fortunate son son from CCR? Again, this is another song that is mistaken as being super patriotic. And in in fact, it's pretty much the same theme as Born in the USA. It's uh, coming from a perspective where the um, subject of the song is not born into a class where they feel um, they can wave the flag and be born to go off and fight war or represent their country. I, I think, I, hold I on. This um, as well. Yeah. Is this, I'm trying to think of what this one sounds like here. I'm going to play a sound clip really quick just so yeah, I can. That's a good idea. Yeah. Remind myself and everyone else what the so- song sounds like. Okay, now that my memory's been jagged, continue. I think this one's a little bit more um, of the times than Born in the USA. Because, I mean, you're talking about the same subject matter, but I think this one's released in, what, 69 or 70? Um, I think so, yeah. So not post, you know, you know not 1982-83, so it's right in the thick of everything. Well, and I think, I think one of the things that this song definitely uh, points out is, uh, is the draft. Yes, you know that that the uh, the the poor guys that were you know going to to war against their you know against their will essentially mm-hmm. not really choosing so much and that uh, <clears throat> you know not that there's not still a certainly a, a demographic line of people that fight in the military these days but I think in, in that time when you did if you got drafted and you couldn't necessarily school or buy your way out of it. You were going. Yep. Well, so the fortunate son is the one who didn't have to go over. Yeah, it's really a song yeah. about class. Yeah, he so. says, yeah. I, I ain't no millionaire son. I ain't a fortunate mm-hmm. one. Yeah, um, I gotcha. But that's okay. also the what Springsteen was, was Springsteen was saying is that the kid was sent off to Vietnam against his will. Right. And imagine, you know, going against your will and coming home and you're not welcome. Um, yeah. Not to get too much into it, but yeah, again, just super misunderstood again, because it seems that I think he at one point he says, um, some folks are born to wave the flag. Ooh, that red, white and blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And then somehow they don't hear the it ain't me, it ain't me mm-hmm. <laughs> right afterwards. And so this is also another like, yeah, go USA song, which it's another <laughs> protest song. And but the opposite so. of Born in the USA, where they're hearing the verse instead of hearing the chorus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's an, that's another one of those like uh, <clears throat> where like in Sweet Home Alabama, where it's like in Birmingham, they love the governor. And yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. then they don't hear them go, boo, boo, yeah. boo. Yeah. They're yeah. booing that governor. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, yep. it's the same thing. A lot of a lot of southern rock bands did that kind of stuff. And, the, you know, they they kind of they played. I, I think they were subtly trying to set people up a little bit. Yep. Well, they were being careful about their protest, which was smart at the time. You know, I, I it took uh, took balls at the time to be out. You know, like Rage Against the Machine saying "fuck you," I won't do what you tell me. Yep. But it was different times, you know. Yeah. So, and speaking of different times, actually, um, that sets up our next song which um, is much, much earlier. This Land is Your Land by Woody Guthrie. This land is your land And this land is my land From the California To the New York Island From the Redwood Forest To the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me Right, this everybody is very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I find that yeah. I know this one fascinates me. So I grew up singing this in in like kindergarten, preschool, and summer camp, and I can remember um, there would I don't I don't I don't remember what instance it was, but the visuals to go along with it was like pictures of yep. yeah. you know geography around the country. Remember, it would be like you know amber waves of grain, and you'd oh, see yeah, the yeah. mountains, and you'd see the ocean. Okay, so this was in fact a reaction to radio stations playing God Bless America on constant loop in 1940. So in some of the original lyrics, there were two sets of original lyrics that were found, and um, there was a ton of social commentary. And at the time, it would have been seen as very, very provocative politically to one specific side. Now, remember, 1940, there's a war on. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of persecution going on, sadly, in many countries around the world. Mm -hmm. um, If you were seen as not agreeing with the whole, not agreeing with the the country's... um, Guthrie was a known leftist, as as it would be. Yes. I mean, that was... He was, yes. Um, yes, of course. So he he wrote the song and uh, wrote the lyrics to it, put it together. And just the more I read about this, um, went over and over it. And anyone he played it for was like, man, this isn't safe. I just, I, I, it's a great song. It's a great message. I just don't think it's safe right now. So he did a second version where he toned it down. You know, again, it was like, oh, I don't know if you should do this. He was really, really, and and. Sadly, musicians were being perse- musicians and artists were being persecuted at the time, up until, as we know, the late 1950s, for being seen as you know communist or whatever, oh, and there man. was blacklisting, and <laughs> you know, it was, which is fucking ridiculous. But anyway, um, so he, in the end, took out all things that he felt were. Um, provocative politically and you get this land is your land and for me I find I I had to go back and read the lyrics of the song over the one that we all know over and over and over and think 
how in the hell like it has nothing to do with the original lyrics like nothing at all i don't it's no. so weird to me well so, and one of the yeah one of the original lyrics uh you know had to do with uh you know as he's singing and <clears throat> if you look at it from another from maybe from his perspective as he's singing it and he's saying you know this land is is your land this land is my land it's kind of like a hey let's all share this land and one of the original lyrics had to do with you know, there's a fence and a no trespassing sign. There's a wall. Yeah, and when I was reading that, it immediately made me think of, and I don't know if uh, you know if if this original lyric influenced this song that would later come. That you know that uh, that signs song. I'm trying to think of. Yes. It, it was in the signs, everywhere. Signs everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately made me think of that. Think of that song. You know, so I don't, I don't know if there's if there is any connection there, but if you read the the lyric that Guthrie took out, mm-hmm. that side yep. that that sign song has that same lyric in the song. Yeah. I mean, almost and word well, for word. And also in the first version, there was a lot about bread lines <laughs> and you know waiting in line for food and um, you know, but yet you're you're supposed to be going off to war and things like that. So you know, it was very very pro- provocative and very <laughs> political. Um, and you know the the song that it, we it all would be know, mainstream today, but in 1940, it's like forget it, forget it, <laughs> burn him at the stake. I, I don't think we would be talking about Woody Guthrie right now. I don't know if anybody would even know who the hell he was in our generation. That's how provocative it would have been. But, and an honest question to ask, I think, is if you asked a thousand, maybe a thousand random Americans if they had heard this song past the first two stanzas. Because I think true. that at least, no, honestly, <laughs> right. and like at least growing it's up in school, like you know, hearing the song and listening to the song and singing along with the song, it was like the first two stanzas, and then that's the end of the song. It's not you know well, three, four, like five, six, seven. Yeah, I don't know. In summer camp, we had to do for... the whole thing. <laughs> really? In yeah, summer like, camp, okay. I remember yeah. the dude with his Birkenstocks and a guitar, his his acoustic guitar, and I I distinctly remember this. And we had I was in Long Island. And we had the whole, we sang the whole thing, and I can actually in my head, I know, I can am singing the the whole thing. Wow! In my head, because once it's you get past the first song, two, the I mean the first two <laughs> could be sub, as subjective as you want them to be, yeah, or object or whatever. But yeah. then when you get past it, it, gets a little bit more. Once you get past the first two, it gets a little bit more in your face, a little bit, a little bit, you know, yeah, a little bit, still yeah. just yeah, yeah, just a little, yeah. Super, yeah. But it's super interesting. Like I, Very this was one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, and the next one too, I, I find very interesting as well. Um, the next one's much more modern. That's uh, "Rockin' in the Free World" by Neil Love Young. Love that song. Me too. I, I guess I didn't really realize how recent this song was. I know, right? I I, I know. I, I guess thought, I thought it was like 1979. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> Not 89. Yeah. That really threw me. I was like, yep. I, 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 I did a double take. I read it twice. I was like, wait a second, what? 89? Yeah. Yeah, because they were talking about the Bush era <laughs> in it. And I, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? So, yeah. Bush so Senior. I think... 
uh, yes, Bush Senior. So yeah. I think it's because we see Neil Young as an artist from the '60s and '70s, mm-hmm. and not so much as a modern artist, which isn't fair, of course, for him. Um, I not a big Neil Young fan. I'm, you know, one of those guys. I like some of his songs; they're great. Um, but so I, that's why I didn't know about this. But um, "Rockin' in the Free World" is another anthem. Uh, so this song. <laughs> This is also interesting. Has been used by several politicians um, yeah, as a campaign song yep. from both <laughs> sides of the aisle. Actually, from not both sides, not just both sides, all sides. <laughs> all we should sides, say yeah. the middle sides, the, the side octagon. sides, the downside, the upside. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> all the sides. Um, so some. So he has not ever said exactly what this song is about. So he It's better for him that he doesn't. I know, Imagine the I, royalties right. that he's getting. I totally agree. Yep. I totally agree. So some say that this song is about the collapse of communism, and others say it's about the disillusionment of American society, and that the words keep on rocking in the free world are to be taken very ironically. So um this is totally one of those songs where you could just <laughs> I mean, you could chameleon it to whatever perspective yes, you exactly. want it to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um which I don't know if I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing with a song. I, if it's if I, it's, I, I don't think I don't it was intentional. It's a one so, size fits all, kind but it's of song. not intentional. I doubt. So first of all, Neil Young makes no bones about his political alignments, and you know oh, he's no. he is from the '60s and was very, um, oh, yeah. you know, he was a social warrior, social justice warrior. Um, he, I think from his perspective, I doubt it was intended for it to be so easy to misinterpret and i say misinterpret because every writer has their own perspective um and intention with their songs so i i find this interesting that when i i didn't know to be honest that any i i do pay attention to politics i don't remember this being used for any of the campaigns but i don't know either i guess it kind of surprises me that anyone would really mistake this number one that it's from being that it's from neil young yeah Yeah. so and he's got kind of a reputation as being you know rather (coughs) anti-political subversive exactly whatever you want to call it so right so certain sides of the aisle i'm like really you didn't think maybe but who gives a shit because you know what it's smart because people are just like, yeah, yeah but, keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah, that's all they hear. They're, they're playing, mm-hmm. yeah. Es- essentially, they're playing, uh, you know, a really uh, watered down portion of the song yeah. on blast at a national convention right. where right. <clears throat> essentially people are, you know, chanting for whatever candidate they're yeah. there to support. Yeah. And, and they're playing just, you know, snippets of the song like a commercial would. They're not playing, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's right. paying attention to the lyrics, if they're even playing anything besides the chorus on a loop. Probably not. Yep. Probably Again, convention. falling in love with the chorus. Yes, it, yep. exactly. Yeah, completely. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a hook. It's a it hook. Is. It is. I mean, to say songs. keep on rocking yeah. a free Iconic. world. Yeah, it yeah. can mean so many things, and it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, it's very interesting. Um, again, I don't think I knew that, um, I, now that I look back on it, 1989, of course, um, I can totally see this being about both the collapse of communism and the disillusionment of American society at the time. Sure, absolutely. Didn't really think that much into it. Again, probably because I'm not really a big Neil Young fan, so I wouldn't have sat there and, like, 
read the lyrics and thought about it and thought about the artist. Um, so yeah, you know so what, I learned yeah. a lot. That's crazy is like the chorus is the only, literally the only part of the song that isn't freaking political. If you look at the lyrics, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's pretty blatant. Exactly. That's why I think Um, it's funny that all sides of the, so many sides of the aisles used it. I mean, but again, you know, um, and that actually brings us to the next song that this is, this one I include in there because it's freaking funny. So, um. Let's play a clip of this one also because I it might be that some of our younger listeners would not know what the fuck we're talking about with this song. Um, so this is American Woman from the Guess Who. Um, Another great song. I just said from the Guess Who, but Lenny Kravitz covered it as well. <coughs> yes. So yeah, newer, younger, I was younger audience. Yes, you know what? Definitely. They know probably Lenny heard version. that song, that <coughs> version of it. Yeah. And not the original, but. But he didn't write it. When you say when you say Guess Who, when you say Guess Who, they're going, yeah, it's Lenny, yeah, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm guessing Who, and it's Lenny Kravitz. But this has this song's had a great backstory though. The Guess Who. Yeah. Yeah. No, who's on first? <laughs> so okay so you're probably thinking this song's about a hot american chick right i mean the guest depending who on the, who you ask that's, that's the name of the band they were british dudes probably singing about hey american woman i said stay away get away from me because she's too hot to handle right no so guess who guitarist randy bachman says it's an anti-war protest song he's saying America, get away, because you're starting wars. But then the singer of the band, Burton Cummings, disagrees and said in an interview, it's about a dangerous woman, end quote. It's saying, hey, I prefer Canadian women, end quote. (laughs) What the fuck? He's not saying, I don't like American women. It's not about, it's not an anti-war song. It's like, hey, Canadian women, you're better. What? Some, somebody fuck. is in the in the PR marketing department of the band. That makes no. That makes absolutely no sense. <clears throat> you know I'm what? Sorry. But when the part of the song that Fuck comes Canadians. to, um, I don't need your war machines. I don't mm-hmm. need your ghetto scenes. Um, are you saying this woman has like a war machine and a ghetto yeah. that she rules over or something or what? <laughs> Clearly, Ed, it's referring to her <laughs> genitalia and how she uses it for power. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, wait, her genitalia is ghetto, though? That sucks. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, who knows? You a dirty hoe and you use your sex as a weapon? You American bitch. <laughs> what the hell? I prefer Canadian women. What? Who in the fuck is gonna get that from this song? There is nobody on the planet that was like, "Oh yeah, maybe, this song maybe that's is why, saying uh, I prefer Canadian women." What? Maybe, maybe Mike Clearly. Myers knew that, and that's why he used it in uh, in Austin. Uh, uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, Austin Powers. Yeah. Man of mystery or whatever. Because <laughs> he's he's Canadian. Well, one thing it is he's not, Canadian. according to at least the guys that wrote the song, it is not a chauvinistic tune. Apparently, 
Yeah, sure. Although, okay. <laughs> yeah, although, although, I mean. But it's an anti-war song? Yeah, I know. Wait, what? Which one is it? You know, you know what? In, in yeah. the same we'll never way, know. In the same way yeah. that, you know, uh, this one's a little taste, taste of whiskey is relative to the to the sipper and uh, beauties in the eye of the beholder. You know, per, percep, you know, the meaning of a song can be in the perception of the listener. I just it's think if you're doing it's, an anti-war, it's, it is it is for you whatever you want it to be. Specific up to yeah. interpretation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. um, I honestly didn't. I've never considered this to be like a super patriotic song and I was reading about all the instances where it's been played as a as a very patriotic song <laughs> really strange because it literally says American woman get away from, from me. me I think yeah. I think what? most I think most people that <laughs> are like, right like digging like like digging the vibe of that song <laughs> Are seen the, vibe, like, the yeah. awesome powers. They're seeing the awesome power side, where it's just an American woman kind of like playing hard to get, kind of like playful, like get away from me, but don't. <laughs> so weird. I think I think that's weird. like the the weird, uh, shallow, subjective side of it. I guess so. So those are the songs <laughs> that we chose to talk about. Um, misunderstood patriotic songs for the Fourth of July. Um, and then we are going to talk about some of our favorite summertime songs. Because, you know, you know how you got your, your songs for the summer and you're like, yeah, this is my summertime jam. So I came up with a short list of what I think are like super popular, like really good summertime tunes. These are usually on my like backyard barbecue grilling, getting shit faced during the day outside in the hot sun playlist. Um, so like today? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Rockaway Beach by the Ramones. Oh, yeah. Big time favorite of mine. Awesome. Because I used to hang out on Rockaway Beach yep. in the summer. Oh. I mean, hi. Um, yep. What? What? You never I, heard the song? I, I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. What? Rock, 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 Rockaway Beach. Rockaway Beach. Nope. No? Okay. Negative. All right. I, Wait a minute. There was one called Rock, 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 Rock Roll High School, but that was a different no. song, obviously. <laughs> different song. It sounds, okay. the way you sang it, it sounds like the Hang same song. Hang on, let's song. play a clip. Let's play a clip, shall we? Rock, rock, rock away, bitch. Rock, rock, rock away, bitch. Rock, rock, rock away, bitch. We can get your ride to rock away, bitch. Rock, rock, rock away, bitch. Rock, rock, rock Okay, now do you nope. guys know it? Still don't recognize it. Us New Yorkers know that. They don't know that. Yes, damn right. All right. It's a location thing, I guess. Yeah. Summer in the City by the Lovin' Spoonful. You guys know that song, right? Hell yeah, that song rules. Summer Summer in the City. city. Yep. Back my neck, neck get dirty dirty and gritty. gritty. (laughs) I love that that song. Yes. Um, And then School's Out by Alice Cooper. Of course. Oh, everybody knows that one. Yeah, that's like the best. It's a great album. It is a great, a great album. Yes. It really is. I love, I, love me some Alice Cooper. I don't like him, but I like that do a show album. on him. I think he sucks. But anyway, um, <laughs> another one of my favorites is, we're going to jump to the 80s a little bit, <clears throat> Suddenly Last Summer by The Motels. It's such a good song when you're just like, Last Summer. What song is that? Suddenly, and Suddenly Last, last summer. summer. A lot of keywords. You'd know it if you heard it. Yes. Such a good song. 
Look it up. It's awesome. Not coming to me. Um, and then Cruel Summer by Banana Rama. Oh, oh yes. Hello. I'm so happy you I'm Whoa, so happy you put that yes. in of. Yeah. And then Summertime by Billy Stewart. It's another one of my favorites. You guys know that one, right? Yeah. Yes, no. How how does that go? <clears throat> Let's play a clip. A summertime and the living is easy. Fish are jumping. Okay, another great one is you cannot have a summer playlist without including the Beach Boys. Surf and Safari oh, no. is oh, one of yeah. my faves because I used to be a little surfer girl. I did not put little surfer girl on that because <laughs> fuck that song. I like Surf and Safari better. So as as we were listening, as we were listening, as we were, I was studying through these songs earlier today and kind of just... Uh, looking up lists of um, like misinterpreted patriotic songs, blah, blah, blah. I hit up this, uh, again, you know, the regular YouTube spiraling thing, and it went to like most important, 10 like most important rock so- albums or something. And it was uh, one of the albums was Beach Boys Animal Pet Sounds, right? Pet, Pet Sounds. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. That's like one and of the most influential albums, period. Of all time. And I have listened to that yeah. song. I have listened to that album so many times, and at no point did I did it ever occur to me that it's a concept album. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah, and now I have to I have to go back and listen to the whole did thing. Did you over see again the movie com- about his life? Mindset. Brian Wilson. Yeah. I've seen a couple documentaries. Just you gotta like, see the movie with I. I. It's not a good movie with John Cusack playing him, and I love. No shit, I really. Adore John Cusack. Adore uh, him. Yeah. It's He's a bad movie, cool. but what's cool is they focus heavily on pet sounds. So oh. that is the only part of the movie that I found to be so rich and full of information because it's such a big focus on that. <clears throat> Super cool. See the movie just for that. Just for that part of it, it's that it is one of the most influential albums of it's all time ever. Period. End of story. Album. Yeah, it's amazing. I bet, yeah. I bet you guys couldn't guess um, what the number one album was. But wait a minute! Before we continue on, my number one last song that oh. I'm going to put on this my little playlist is "Back in the USA" by Chuck Berry. Yeah. Hey. Love that song. Yeah. That's a great original rock and roll. Yeah, man. Yeah, sweet. I love me some Chuck Berry. I'm a Pet Sounds is one of the original concept albums, man. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they, that we was talked about that it with uh, Pink Floyd, was like you know, but that it was like, that it was really like yeah. the very first true like concept rock and roll album, and it. I started because it kind of played clips of of the different songs, and I, oh my gosh, I never, I never picked up on that, and I love that album too. Yeah. So no boys of summer, sailor. No boys of summer. No, fuck that song. <laughs> you no know Don why? Henley? No. Summer of '69. Because oh, that's yeah, one of my Adams. songs. They get oh, they, they, they get Canada's favorite song all the time. It's <laughs> overplayed so horribly. I Summertime can't even by anymore. Fresh Prince. 
Okay, I do love that. Shut up, I do summer, really love that. Summertime. Or Summertime oh, by Sublime. Summer. Yeah, great yeah. Song. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. too. It's another yeah. good one. Yep. Yeah. I didn't want to make it like a giant list because I thought you guys <laughs> could make your own fucking list. <laughs> sure. Well, now that <laughs> you mentioned it. But I guess nobody it, did that. I did. I did just throw together a short list here of songs off the top ah. of my head. And Boys of, Boys of Summer Matt was on that list. Don Henley? Yeah. Yes, Don yeah. Henley. Or the Ataris. Don Henley. I don't think it. All right. Oh, is that, was that covered? That was a cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. A little and newer of course, cover. Summer Nights by Van Halen or Van Hagar, uh-huh. however you want to address them as. I thought you were going to say Summer um, Nights with John Travolta and Olivia Newton John from Greece. I love that song. <laughs> I had also uh, put on there Nothing But a Good Time by Poison. In fact, I put oh, that yeah. whole. Uh, Open up and say ah album probably yeah, yeah. My, mm-hmm. my summertime jams good one. and good uh, one. Friday I'm in love by the Cure any love for the Cure? Oh wow I yeah. love that song yeah so, so good and uh, of course Paradise City by Guns N' Roses that <laughs> no. is a summer song <laughs> no how about No Lords of Summer by Metallica uh, I did no. get up did put whiskey ah. in the jar down there, there from by Metallica that's a great summer party song there you go even though it's a cover <laughs> non original still a great song. I have a candle called Whiskey in a Jar. Right downtown, in downtown <laughs> Disney, they've got that Irish pub right there. Yeah. And every time you walk by, like the outside <laughs> is playing the original Irish version uh-huh. of Whiskey in a Jar. And we walk by, and as soon as we walk by, I was like, ah, Metallica's version's way better. Yeah. Well, one of the oh, coolest yeah. moments I ever had, I was. This is what made me realize how cool the internet is. I was on the train. Coming back home from work, and I am watching. There's an episode for you. A ten reasons why the internet's Irish cool. band in a bar in Dublin play live. As I and I, they're like interacting with people who are watching them. I asked them to play "Whiskey in the Jar," and they played it. I sent in a song request to oh, Dublin, awesome. Ireland, and they started playing it. Oh, sweet! That was that's awesome. neat. Anybody else have a list? Or are you guys just underachievers? Well, I had a, I just kind of compiled the list of, uh, I've got more of the um, under or misinterpreted songs or whatever we were talking about before, but. Give it to me. Well, we didn't bring up uh, some some of the ones called maybe honorable mention that we didn't talk about. Uh, Jimi Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner interpretation. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a good one. Good one, good one, good one. Because, From Woodstock, Because, right? I, you know, on, yeah. on the yeah. face, obviously, it's, you know, Star Spangled Banner, but <clears throat> there's, uh, you know, there's obviously a contingent of people, and I actually believe in certain states there's a law where you cannot um, embellish the Star Spangled Banner under, like, Federal prosecution or something? I think that's right. What? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah um, that's actually a law. <laughs> but wait a minute, I'm confused. <clears throat> so you can make bikinis <clears throat> out of them, but you can't. No, the song, the actual song of the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, you're not, not supposed Sorry, to. Yeah. You're not supposed listening. to embellish. You know, put your own spin on the Star Spangled Banner. You're supposed to actually perform it as it's written, note for note. <clears throat> wait, um, every baseball game, someone. I know. Okay. <clears throat> yep. It's Wait, it's okay. one of those. Yeah, you're also not supposed to burn a flag, but right, <laughs> uh, people do Whatever. it. But so, you know, obviously, uh, Jimi Hendrix that performance was in protest of, you know, as as much of Woodstock was in protest of Vietnam and and whatnot. So 
Uh, some other ones were uh, uh, Alice Cooper Freedom was was there a lot. Metallica Don't Tread on Me was another. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of one of the few songs I like from that album. Songs. This was GNR Civil War was another one that was like. It was on a whole bunch of different lists for who's going like, to misinterpret that? I know that's like, it's pretty straightforward. Serious, and it's and it's not that. like it's not like one of those songs like "Born in the U.S." You know, yeah, where you're exactly. going to like cheer along. Yeah, we don't want your Civil War. And yeah, it's nobody, fucking nobody Guns and Roses. Like <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, there. Well, obviously, Don McLean's "American Pie." Was another one. I hate uh, that song that so much. Is I hate oft, that song. Oft uh, featured. Um, what was another one on here that was good? Oh, there's a couple of Rage Against the Machine, which uh, I found interesting because if you just know anything about Rage Against the Machine, you know that um, they're not for you know a run of the mill at anything. I mean, they're very anti-establishment. Well, uh, sure. I mean, <laughs> so. the plight of the Native Americans is pretty <laughs> important to them. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay. Someone oh, is misinterpreting one of their here's <laughs> pretty pretty recent to our to our own show is uh Soundgarden's Fourth of July. Uh, uh, uh made a couple of lists. Um you know, I think maybe maybe people are just looking at the titles of these songs <laughs> like like Rage Against the Machines Freedom and they're thinking, Oh cool. Yeah, we'll put that on the playlist for Fourth of July. <laughs> Grandma will love this one. <laughs> <laughs> play at the barbecue for the kids <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> that's like my, my kids have heard it <laughs> that'd be like coming from another country and misinterpreting so those were just a few <laughs> I, I went through about a couple dozen lists and just picked out the ones that were uh on multiple different lists and that just reminded me of something when i was living in belgium um Oftentimes, you would get Belgium's Dutch- killing it in the World Cup. By the way, there, yay! They're, they're my team. Uh, when when the United States town. didn't make it, Belgium became my team. Mm. So often in Great Flanders, which, which is where I lived, we would get Dutch TV as well because <clears throat> yeah. Flemish is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, That's why I went with same, Belgium. It's just a different dialect. Anyway, so um, the Dutch are absolutely hilarious, and I'm I'm pretty new to the country i was at home it was a weekend i have the tv on i'm not really paying attention and i hear i don't i don't understand the language yet and so i'm hearing the there's a it's a you're seeing a family in a station wagon on a road trip and there's the mother and the father and then two kids in the back seat and a song comes on the radio they're talking in dutch and then a song comes on the radio and they all start singing it and the song goes like this <laughs> I want to fuck you up the ass. The ass. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole family is singing it. And of course I turn around and look at the TV. I'm like, what the hell? What What is going on? And they're singing, like they sing several verses of it. And at the bottom it goes... It's important to learn a language properly. <laughs> it's an advertisement for like a language school. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my so gosh. In that amazing. context, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this this will kind of fit along fit along with that a little bit. Have you guys ever been to you know these you know these beach towns like Myrtle Beach where there's there's like 
a thousand of these run-of-the-mill stores that sell t-shirts and uh like boogie boards and you know they're all the same yeah yeah they all have like the same name she's got plenty of them yeah Yeah. all the beach towns they all have these same stores well we vacationed in myrtle beach for years and my my mom god love her she is a a very conservative woman but she does like her music and we go into this you know one of these little you know surf shop t-shirt shops type of stores and and uh you know they got the local radio station playing and and it sounds like uh the song is uh my sharona so my mom's singing along little did she know that it was not that's the kinks right yeah it, it was not the kinks it was the local radio station <clears throat> excuse me had done their own spoof on the song, and it was ma 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 scarotum, da 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 da. And when my mom, the knack, not the kinks, sorry, the kid, the knack, the knack. That's right, that's right, you're right. Not not my bologna. It was my scarotum, and when my mom, when my mom realized what it was, you should have seen her face. Oh, she turned just all shades of red, and she just goes, "Okay, we gotta go." And we just left. <laughs> she was so embarrassed, just mortified. We laugh about it now, but she was mortified. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, that was a fun discussion. Yeah. So, what do you guys have since Fourth uh, of July is coming up? What are you guys doing for the holiday? I was up north uh, <clears throat> this last weekend. It's kind of what people in michigan do you, you just go up north this aren't you north weird. already how much farther north were you in canada? <laughs> are you talking like canada that's just the thing I, I why is this so funny <laughs> you can michigan is one of those states where from the southern border to the northern border you can drive for north. like 12 hours <laughs> Oh, so Illinois is the same it's way. It takes very much for north and south. Yeah, but, it's like it's like Florida when you're driving south. It's the same thing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. Up north, there's just tons of lake towns. Everybody's got a cottage up north. It's just one of those things. At the, you know, ninety percent of the population lives below in the southern part of the state, but all of the lakes and lake towns are up north. So that's up north is kind of a term that everybody uses. If you just go anywhere. You just go up north. So we were up north at my uh, mother-in-law's for the weekend and, you know, just rode four-wheelers. And I was going to say, in Illinois, we call that Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's what most people, if they drive four yep. hours north, they're in a different state, but not in Michigan. <laughs> you haven't even gotten close to anywhere yet. Yeah, I think I'm in Maine or Toronto if I drive four, <laughs> yeah. Montreal if I drive four hours north. <laughs> well... I'm going to be in upstate New York um, on a historic farm. You're going north, too. You're going up north, too. I'm going north, too. (laughs) Hi. I'm going to be scouting out um, some places to host some whiskey events and hanging out at Grant House Press again. So I'm super excited. Very cool. So what's the... Isn't there a... There's a couple of different fairly well-known disti- distilleries in uh, 
upstate New York, right? Uh, yeah, but upstate New York is really big. Yes. People think it's like Manhattan, and it's not. No, no, um, it's very much wide open huge. country. Yeah, you've yeah. got Western New York. You've got the yeah the. I think upstate New York is basically everybody thinks it's everything outside of New York City, right? <laughs> yeah, that isn't Long Island. Yes, that's upstate yeah. New York. Um, so. Yeah, you've got Taconic, you've got Hudson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you have several. I will not be Hill Rock. near those. Hill Rock as well, yep. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah, Hill Rock. I forgot about my that. My next trip I will Big be. Big with the Solera. So I'm going to be, I will be heading to one of those distilleries, but it's a secret right now. Oh. Um, it's coming up later. I'll let you guys know when it happens. You better. <laughs> I well, will. <laughs> better you don't have any sounds so Sailor creepy. Retro. What? You don't have any big plans, just uh, having some people over for a cookout. I want to come over for a cookout. Having some beer, some whiskey, whatever. Sounds nice. You'll Don't probably you go to Grandma's on Wednesday. Well, I'll keep doing what I've been doing since we moved down here yesterday. <laughs> just drinking my face off. And flooding. And barbecuing. Drinking mojitos by the pool. Drinking mojitos. <laughs> mojitos. <and> whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're just, you know, doing the family thing, so. That's cool. Good times, yeah. Getting, getting adjusted and everything? Yeah, yeah. So, we just want to thank everyone for joining us for this episode, and um, please tune in next week when we'll have another one for you. Well, to all of our listeners, our fellow metal rock and... dick. <laughs> hey, you cut my shit short, and I fucking found an old copy. <laughs> Alright, so I'm reading the old fucking copy Not your new fucking Save time shit Alright Follow Matt at At Mojito Obsessor Save the E I'm gonna pee my yeah. pants yeah. At Mojito Obsessor Swisher <laughs> Did we mention earlier on the show that we drink copious amounts of whiskey? <laughs> I don't think we have. <laughs> or whatever's available to us. Beer and whiskey. All right, yeah. So to all of our listeners, our fellow Metal Rock and Whiskey Obsessors, we value your opinions and your feedback. Find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. Send us your love, your likes, and please share your thoughts, reviews, questions, suggestions, concerns, and comments about the show. Please feel we free. We don't want their comments. <laughs> no, we do. Please. Remember? We want them. Please feel free to do the same on our Facebook page. Search Metal Rock and Whiskey and ask to join to continue discussions, participate in weekly polls, and sound off on the show. Find us on YouTube and please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, give us a review. Don't be a dick. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, you can also follow us individually on Instagram. Individually? Individually on Instagram. Yours truly at the Whiskey Obsessor. <laughs> Vintagely, not the mojito obsessor. Uh, no, you guys, I'm really gonna pee my pants. Stop it. Well, stop blowing your nose during my fucking read. <laughs> well, they can always find me at Bourbon Geek you on Instagram. You can't hear me. You can't hear me. Sailor, you can, you can find me blowing my nose at Sailor Retro all over the internet. You can find me up north, apparently. <laughs> Canadian Jake. <laughs> Canadian Jake. You can you can find me at American Woman. 
dot net. Dot gov. Dot edu. Dot can dot gov. Dot maple leaf. Oh, but seriously. <laughs> you can you can you can support us um you know some might say it's more than support it's uh what's that word where you're like helping somebody continue it's charity <laughs> <laughs> at patreon.com slash metal rock and whiskey throw a tip in the hat there but uh you know my my glass is empty so tip your waitress we're out. Fuck you, Lars. Later, everyone. <laughs> Later. Born in the USA. Alright. <laughs> Four count. One, <laughs> two, three, four. All right. I'm not quite as not quite as good. <laughs> we get, we already used our good clap. It'll do. You only get one good clap a night, motherfucker. One good clap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everyone's ever said that before. <laughs> you should you should add that to the end of the show. You only get one good clap one good a night, clap. mother motherfuckers. <laughs> No Some such goddamn thing. snakes on this fucking plane. You can only so get clapped once a night. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just leave it there, Ed. Oh, I'll leave it there. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> and nope. actually, I'm supposed to say, yeah. Okay, excuse me. Wait, Jake, you said album, not show. <laughs> what? This is not a typical <laughs> album. Anyway. You said no, album instead of album show. show. Well, this is a great start. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? In the middle of the night, all of a sudden, you two are going to get dick pics. Your phone's going to blow. You're going to wake up in the morning and be like, what's this? And it's going to be like penis galore in your phones. <coughs> Just you wait. So? <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like, you mean more than I already did? <laughs> I have so much dick in my phone already. <laughs> There's a good sound clip. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you just seriously go back through all the shows and just like pick out little lines seriously, and just drop them so in. so much dick in my phone already. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Okay.